You're listening to A Date with Data with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Centre. Hello, I am Amy Bitterman, and this is IDC's A Date with Data. On this episode, I have with me Angela Vaughn, who is the Assistant Director of Monitoring and Compliance from the Indiana Department of Education's Office of Special Education. And she is going to be talking to us about Indiana's annual LEA determination process. For those who aren't familiar, um, IDEA requires states to make determinations annually about the performance of each LEA. There is variability in terms of how states use the data elements in the determinations, how they calculate determinations, and also how they're applying criteria for the different determination categories. And we're really excited to hear about how you're doing this in Indiana. So welcome to the podcast, Angela. Well, it's great to be here. I've uh, heard many wonderful podcasts before, so this is a little intimidating after <laughs> seeing the great, incredible people and the work that's being done and being part of this. So thank you. Of course. Do you want to start off just by telling us a little bit about yourself and your role? Sure. As you mentioned, I'm the Assistant Director of Monitoring and Compliance. So I primarily oversee the monitoring of the indicators and then other monitoring that we do internally uh, with LEAs. And then, of course, that includes the LEA determinations that we make annually. And so prior to that, I was a local director and prior to that was a special educator in the field. So I was definitely spent many, many years on the user end hmm. of this process. And so it's really exciting to have now come into the state side of it and seen some way we, we can make improvements. Great. I'm sure having that that experience more in the field has really benefited you too to have that perspective and bringing it to the state level. Yes, I always think that's a, an important perspective to keep when we're doing this is the user end perspective. So it, it was a big help. Yeah, especially with determinations, because you used to kind of be on the, the end of receiving them, right? And now you're managing how they get made and, and sending those notifications out and, and that whole side of things. So very different experience, I would imagine. Yes, definitely. So do you want to um, maybe start off by telling us kind of how you are making determinations in Indiana and why you've decided to kind of do things the way you have, um, changes maybe that you've made to the process over time? Yes, definitely. So I'll kind of start at the beginning. When I came into the role as assistant director, some of the priorities that the state had set out were around technology modernization or IT mm -hmm. modernization. And so there was a lot of work being done in other areas of data collection for all LEAs. And so it was really important for us and our team that we were part of that. Mm -hmm. We had a system that involved a lot of Excel spreadsheets and documents back and forth and things getting lost in email and, mm -hmm. and a lot of tracking issues from different things being sent to different email addresses. And so we knew we had some areas that we wanted to focus on in our determination, but really one of the big push for this work was that we wanted to 
uh, have special education be included in the same place that other data was going. So if if uh, data managers were submitting things and schools were accessing their data within what in Indiana is called the link initiative or the link portal, we wanted special education to be there as well. Because I think overall that sends the message of inclusion that mm -hmm. we want schools to be inclusive. And if we're in a separate place and they're searching for special education data separately, we really felt strongly that that wasn't the message we wanted to send. So that was part of the big push that we wanted to move along with that modernization initiatives that were happening. Mm -hmm. So with that, then not necessarily specifically for that same reason, but we started working with the National Center for Systemic Improvement and CSI. Mm -hmm. And we were working through a process with them uh, called leveraging our general supervision system. Mm -hmm. And so we started to really take a deep dive into the mapping of our procedures. And then that conversation also included our priorities. And really what were we saying to LEAs is important mm -hmm. and that definitely needs to come across in our annual determination. So that led to, again, not just the, the process of how you receive it and how you access the data to what was included hmm. in that determination process and what information were they looking at. Right. So with that process, we did, um, we brought together a fairly large stakeholder group that um, was hopefully rep representative of not just LEAs, but other organizations that we work with. And again, started to look at our priorities. What's mm -hmm. our vision? What are we currently doing mm -hmm. that speaks to that vision? Um, and then maybe what things were currently being included that were not that we were not hearing at this point were as important as maybe they were when that process was first developed. Mm -hmm. So we ended up removing several things. So for example, we heard loud and clear graduation rate was important and we wanted to keep that as a, a focus area. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we did was increase the weighting mm -hmm. for the determination calculation related to graduation rate. But then one of the things we also heard was that our preschool outcomes data was not exactly where we wanted it to be related to our assessment outcomes and how schools were able to use that. And so we removed that component right now until we can get that fleshed out mm -hmm. and, and reworked kind of what then was included and how things were weighted based on that stakeholder feedback and engagement. Okay. Were there other elements um, that you added in that maybe you didn't have before, kind of based on the stakeholder engagement or just the priorities of the department? Yeah, we at this point, we did not add as much as we changed waiting. Hmm. So we were uh, very heavily uh, also focused on least restrictive environment and in inclusion of school age children. And so we had done really well and we were at the higher ends of performance there. And again, recognizing that, you know, we don't want to say that inclusion's the only placement and, mm -hmm. and recognizing that there is a continuum of placement. We reworked that weighting because we still want to say this is important and it's a focus area, but 
we're doing well. So let's acknowledge that schools are typically doing well mm -hmm. and um, then focus more on and where we, we shifted that was to growth. So our assessment growth was not weighted as highly as some of the other mm -hmm. components. And so we wanted to say, uh, we're not so worried about your proficiency level as we wanna focus on paying attention to growth of students in terms of the assessment versus being proficient. So while those things were included, we kind of de-emphasized and, and re-emphasized certain points mm -hmm. there. Yeah, that makes sense. So from there, we were able to develop many more resources because we won, we wanted to release this at the next annual determination time. We wanted people to really understand what it meant, where the data came from, and then resources that if this becomes an area that you see from your determination you want to address, you've got in one place all of that information. And so for each of the items we included, we reworked some of our compliance and monitoring guides mm -hmm. and included the determination information in there. Again, speaking to how do you locally find this data? What report does it come from? And when is that report collected? Um, when do we make those determinations? That whole timeline process specific to the the what we call the, our results-driven accountability, which is our annual determination. And so uh, along with that, then we also, since this was a new system, we had to develop resources about just accessing the mm -hmm. system and things like what uh, role do you have to be assigned to in your district? Because it is a secure portal, yeah. what roles do you, you have to have to access the data? Who can access the data? Um, how do you in the district who do you want to access the data and at what level? Um, all of those kind of things had to be developed along with the actual development of the system. So um, we definitely wanted to be transparent and we wanted to have resources available that people understood how to use the information and not that there weren't things before, but just really, again, as I've said, re-emphasizing the importance of these things as we were kind of doing a, a grand reopening sort mm -hmm. of, of of this work. So that um, also took some time and all then was posted to our website prior to the opening of this uh, dashboard. And when did, when did it first open? So our annual determination is, happens annually in mm -hmm. November. Okay. So November of last year was our first release mm -hmm. and it surprisingly went really, really well. <laughs> um, we had very few bugs. We did have a few, but uh, had very few, but just definitely really well received by the field. We had a lot of feedback that, uh, you know, all of the things that were posted it, within the dashboard were also able to be downloaded into an Excel spreadsheet. So directors who had access could then easily download the information to share with their staff but they had the primary access to that information. So um, from a technology standpoint, things went really well. Great. And then the feedback from the field was really positive and they appreciated, I think also just having things in one place that they weren't going somewhere else mm -hmm. to get that information and then always available to them. Um, you know, it, it's 
it's still there. We have last year's information. We on the back end are loading this year's data, mm -hmm. but they'll be able to then continue and have that data longitudinally. We're, we're also looking at loading previous or historical data. Hmm. We haven't gotten to all of that, but we hope in mm -hmm. some of our next iterations to be able to do some trend analysis for the districts as well. Wow. Sounds like a really robust and, and useful ex system. So exciting. Are there other benefits that you've seen to, to this new system? Yeah, I think it's also helped because the way we set it up is different pages. So previously, mm -hmm. when the LEAs received this determination, it was kind of one long running page, like it'd yeah. be three or four pages long, but it ran. But in this system now, when the staff open up their portal, their dashboard in the portal, they will see different pages. So the mm -hmm. first page is actually the determination and kind of the summary. Mm -hmm. So they start off, they see, you know, where are we from our determination and our level of support ratings to then breaking that down. So um, we have our compliance page, which then speaks to their determination. And so that made it much clearer, I think, how exactly that determination is calculated. Then within the system, each of those also, um, if it was applicable, we had a little um, information button. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted more information immediately about what that particular indicator was, they could open that up and it would give them a little bit more information kind of in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, then another page then was the results page. And so then we had our indicators that speak to results mm -hmm. listed there. Um, then we had, we're able to also add what we called a non-scored data page. Hmm. So it was data that we wanted to share, mm -hmm. uh, but it was not calculated into the determination, but it's things we want to keep on the radar and we want to mm -hmm. keep having conversation about. So one example is our preschool LRE was not included as a scored item, mm -hmm. but we want to have a lot of conversation about that. And it may be in the future, but we want to get people to start looking at that data as well mm -hmm. and know, again, that we think it's important. And so we, we want it to be included in some way. Um, there were other indicators that weren't scored and included, but it was a way for us to acknowledge that, hey, we're looking at this. Hey, we want you to pay attention to this. And then there was another page that kind of summarized and gave gave some next steps. So one of the things we were also able to do was incorporate some of our corrective action requirements mm -hmm. into the system. So it was kind of everything in one place. So we were able to set up some job forms where they were linked in that final kind of summary or instructions, I think is more a better way to say it, page that you know, if you had a finding related to initial evaluations, there was a job form there where we would start that corrective process there within mm -hmm. that system and then had it set up where then we could get that data directly. Again, it wasn't emailing things back and forth. Yeah. It was in one spot. And on the back side, then that gave us another great way to collect data more specifically into the non-compliance of the individual LEAs to help them help and su support and kind of see from a state level again what resources are we needing to develop um, because of some of the analytics we could do with with that data collection because prior although we were 
collecting it and tracking it, it was kind of uh, in so many different places. Mm -hmm. It was hard to make sure we were were getting things directly. It might have to go through two or three different transitions to get to the right place. So Mm -hmm. I like think of it kind of a one-stop shop that Mm -hmm. you're doing related to your determination and correction was all there. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think, yeah, that that one-stop shop and having everything in one place makes such a huge difference, I'm sure, for you all at the state and then also the the districts, too, and probably has really helped to improve the, the quality and timeliness and accuracy of all of the data, I would imagine, instead of having things in different places and having to track things in different ways. Um, that can kind of lead to more of those data quality issues. If it's all in one place, it, it seems like it would be easier to um, ensure the, the quality. Yes, you you described that perfectly <laughs> and, you know, really what our goal was. And then um, fortunately, that's that's really what we saw comparatively to how we had been managing that before. It sounds like you had a, a really good launch of the, the system. Um, were there any challenges that, that you have encountered, though, and how have you addressed them? Yeah, it's been uh, a lot of collaboration. We did work with an external vendor in developing the actual dashboard itself. Um, it is run by Power BI. And so, you know, we, we have closed out with that vendor. So this next round is where we are working internally with our IT department. And so, um, you know, this is again, not right at our fingertips. We have to go through another department mm-hmm. to make sure that data is loaded and then let be loaded in time that we can do some quality checks on mm-hmm. that. So while it's our project and we're leading that project, so having to, to reach out and have communications with other departments that have lots of projects going on. You know, our mm-hmm. IT department is working with everyone really. Yeah. So making sure that that we're getting on their radar and staying on their radar uh, because we have data coming in all the time. And so um, that will be, you know, we're in that process. And although right now it's going well, sometimes it's not as fast as we would mm-hmm. like to see it go because we don't have the direct access to loading the data. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. And I'm sure is something very common in a lot of the work that, that you do and other states as well. It's kind of when you have a vendor, there's, you know, things that you're, you're working through. And but then similarly, you would think, oh, if we bring it in house, you know, it, it'll be different and maybe easier and we'll have more control. But then there are, you know, other hoops you have to jump through, of course, doing it that way, too. So that definitely makes sense. And so far, that's great that it's been a pretty smooth launch and new system. Yeah, we're definitely hopeful for the next round. Again, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what will what will come up, but we're definitely trying to get ahead of things, mm-hmm. get things, uh, you know, loaded and reviewed as soon as possible, you know, as far as is reasonable, given when times for data collections and things like that are happening. Um, but we, we're feeling good. Our IT department is really confident that things will go well. Um, and so, again, you know, given the success we had last year, I think it's also reassuring that people will this year, we won't have the new the new factor, mm-hmm. know where to go. They'll know how to log in. So a lot of those things that we struggled with last year, we're going into this year thinking well, we're not going to have as much of, of that kind of questioning our issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always a learning curve. So hopefully, yeah, this year will be even easier. Do you have 
plans for the future in terms of maybe other changes or what you hope to do uh, moving forward with the, the system and determinations? Yes, definitely. I mentioned we want to load previous data mm -hmm. um, and we're, we're having some discussions about that, but also then as we're moving forward, one of the main things we've had discussion around is right now, this is district level data. And so we want to move to um, school and student level data. Uh, although it's the school's data, right. what we find, especially for our special education directors, is that they aren't always the ones that have access mm -hmm. to that data directly. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like if this is something we could provide for them, it just helps them be able to better use their data. Um, so, you know, the assessment data, while that uh, comes in and the school has that, sometimes mm -hmm. that's the, in our state, the, the testing coordinator would have that data and not necessarily the special education director. Mm -hmm. And so helping to drill down for LEAs that may not have that available to them directly mm -hmm. uh, is something we've heard back would be uh, a, a next step, a potential mm -hmm. next step. Great. Is there any, I know this is all, you know, not information that the public can can access since it's the district's data, but is there anything on your website that if other states are interested in just getting a sense or a taste of what this is like, um, there's something that they might be able to look at? I don't know if you have screenshots or... We do, yes. Yeah. Right. So on our website, we do have a uh, tab that is called results driven accountability so that specifically we wanted it direct so that the field could get to those resources directly mm -hmm. and there is a user guide at that location and so that like you said it has screenshots it has um, you know actual information about what is included and then there are other resources that clearly define how we're weighting those measures mm -hmm. you know what weight what measures are included how are we weighting that exactly how is that calculation met um, there are certain things that our score we use a, a typically a one through five scoring mm -hmm. and so how we assign those scores to different districts mm -hmm. um, we do use a enrollment size uh, we have such a wide variety mm -hmm. of schools in our state from very small rural schools to large urban schools. So we uh, have some different calculations that we use based on your enrollment size. So we're, mm -hmm. we're hoping that measures apples to apples, right? And, uh, because what we were hearing from people is that, you know, we're just so different, mm -hmm. um, that you, we really shouldn't be compared to each other yeah. in certain ways. So um, that was something that really originally in the original determination process was determined, but we have continued that. Okay. Well, we'll definitely put a link um, in the description of the podcast episode for anyone listening that wants to check out and see um, more of what Angela has been describing to us. I'm sure people will. That would be great. And uh, we'll, we'd be happy to answer any questions or uh, share any more information that we can about how, what we went through. Great. Well, thank you so much for talking about your amazing, robust process. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And thank you for being on. Well, happy to be here and definitely appreciate the opportunity. 
To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content, or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.